Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Welcome to the Cambridge Islamic College podcast. It has been narrated in Sahih Muslim that the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam said, Whenever some people gather in one of Allah's houses to recite the Book of Allah and study it among themselves, then calmness descends upon them. The angels surround them, mercy covers them, and Allah mentions them to those who are with Him. And some of the most recited verses of the Holy Quran are from the last chapter. These verses are some of the first to be taught to children and new Muslims as well as recited regularly in congregation. So what better way for us to launch Cambridge Islamic College's podcast channel than with Sheikh Muhammad Akram Nadwi's Tafsir of Juzamma. It is often said that Tafsir requires knowledge and understanding of all of the Islamic sciences and not just knowledge of the Arabic language. Sheikh Akram expertly deciphers the intricacies of these surahs and in his unique and in Imitable manner makes them relatable. So, without further ado, let's begin this journey. Now, you know, I, I, I'm going to start to explain more, but one thing is here, uh, which people always have been discussing is, you know, one of the important books of the series, Tafsir al-Kashaf, al-Kashaf, and it is written by, by Zamakshari, Jarullah al-Zamakshari. And Zamakshari is, you know, very important person in Islam, and he's one of the, uh, his book is one of the important books in Tafsir. Like Mawana Farah used to say, if in Tafsir people have got three books, they don't need anything else. Tafsir al-Tabari, for the, all the reports on, on Tafsir, and Tafsir al-Razi, about all the possible meaning from mind, and Tafsir al-Kashaf, to explain the language and you know, uh, uh, eloquency of the, uh, of the Quran, Tafsir al-Kashaf. Zamakshari's Tafsir is the best Tafsir for, for this purpose. But Zamakshari, he is a Mu'tazili. He's not from Ahlus Sunnah al-Jama'ah. He's Mu'tazili, but he's so expert, so people have been respecting him. But in his book, he has not missed any opportunity where he could put his belief there. So he always defends his own belief against Ahlus Sunnah al-Jama'ah. He criticized them very heavily. One of the beliefs of Mu'tazila people is that angels are better than the human being. Angels are better than human being. Though most people among Ahlus Sunnah al-Jama'ah say that human being is the best creation. And the Prophet Muhammad is the best one you know, among all the angels and all the human beings. Many people have been saying, now, you know, Zawakshari, he wants to emphasize that angels are better than human beings. Now, he has written very badly, so he says, look at these verses. What Quran says about the angel? Rasul Karim, noble messenger, the Quwwatin, powerful, and the Dila you know, somebody who has got position. You know, to the uh, uh, to the one who is on the throne, Mutain obeyed some Amin. You know how nice these words are for, for, for angels. And then he said, look at the human being. What Quran says, Your companion is not a married person. Compare between both of them. You know, this is really very bad because he basically insulting the Prophet that you see how bad language Quran has used about about Muhammad. That your man is not a married person. So this is something in, in Tamil. Tafsir al-Damakshari, which people always have been criticizing. And one of the Subki, you know, the grandfather of uh, main famous Subki, he said that I studied Tafsir, tafsir al-Kashaf with my teachers, and I, I, I appreciate it, a very nice book, though there are something from the uh, beliefs of Mu'tazila, but still I have respected it. And then people asked me to teach. So he said, I started teaching this book. When I reached to this verse, and I read what the Makshari has written, I became so angry that I threw his Tafsir on the ground. And I said, I start the class, I said, I'm never going to teach this book again. You know, 
the people are always have been criticized actually you know uh, on this matter so no doubt really uh, first thing actually is if somebody said angels are better than the human being i really don't think there is problem in this matter anyway because you know this is not part of the small important belief in islam and it's not a big thing it does not make any difference anyway whether human are better or angels or angels are better it is not going to make a big difference so you know that thing actually i don't want to discuss anyway but the thing is the maksharis attitude to prove from this verse that you see the difference between human being and between the angels that's not right because this verse is for different purpose the context here is different if you want to know the position of the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam in the quran then read surah al-qalam when the quran says very clearly in surah al-qalam about the prophet muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam innaka la'ala khuluqin azim huwa allazi masanjar you are on very high character quran says about him azizun alayhim ma anittum harisun alaykum bil mu'minin raufur rahim quran says muhammadur rasulullah wal ladina ma'ahu shidda'ul kuffar rahmahu bainahum so the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam has been so highly praised in the quran many many times and allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said in the quran oh allah messenger allah sees you when you decide that this and that all the time allah eyes upon the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam his praise in the quran everywhere so clearly if people want to know his position in the quran they go to those verses here actually the thing is different here quran is not in context of praising the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam or us know him here quran want to make one thing clear that the source of the prophet muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam is not are not devils not shaitans not jinnis his source is angel jibril and angel jibril is so powerful and trustworthy that nobody can corrupt him so here quran needs to explain the attributes of angel jibril not the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam that why all the efforts have been there here it has no meaning if quran start praising the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam because out of context to quran praises the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam where their need is there when the quran needs to praise angel jibril it will praise him but quran is not going to mention something unnecessarily so the way the maksari has done no doubt it will be a mistake so things a simple thing here is actually there is also a praise in it if people can see you see what quran says uma sahibukum bi majnun wa laqad ra'ahu bil ufuq al mubin quran want to actually defending him that this your prophet prophet who has been accompanying you all the time this man is not a mad person his source is not devils and jinnis you know he is receiving the knowledge from angel jibril who is so pure wa laqad ra'ahu bil ufuq al mubin and the prophet muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam has seen him and very clear horizon when jibril the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam has seen angel jibril alaihi salam twice in his real form otherwise usually jibril alaihi salam used to descend to him in the form of human being sometimes the hayal qalbi and some sometimes something else and he used to talk with him sometimes people could see him and sometimes other people could not see him but he used to come in the form of human being most time but twice the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam has seen him in his real form to so angels they are able to change their form they can be in their real form which allah has made for them and they also can adopt a new form for the people to so when he came to the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam he that why you can see in surah an-najm same thing has mentioned wa huwa bil ufuq al-a'la you know when and the jibril came he was on the high horizon because when the horizon higher it is very clear mobile something you know very top you know, can see very clear you know, can see more, because when something are more to the ground they become you know they, they are not so clear but when things are higher they are more more clear so here quran says while jibril was on very clear horizon and one place quran says when jibril was on the higher horizon so the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam has seen him very clearly no confusion no mistake about angel jibril alaihi salam
So Quran is saying, Oma sahabukim majnoon. You know, it really, it is so much praise. Quran wants to say that this man has grown up among you, Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa among you, and still you don't know him. You still don't recognize him. He's not a stranger, he's your companion. He sits with you. He lives with you. He has grown up among you. You have seen him be born, and all his life is here among you, and still you don't, don't, don't know him, don't recognize him. Actually, it is big praise for the Prophet because you know, if a messenger is a stranger, we don't know who he is. There is praise for the Prophet that this person has grown among you, and from beginning until now you have seen his character, his honesty, and you never find any fault upon him. It is praise. Somebody you know, grows among the people, and people cannot find any fault in him, it is big praise. So the Quran says, you know, he is your companion. Like, you know, one of the Urdu poets says, Tha wo to rashke hure bahishti hamim mir samjhe na ham to fahim ka apne kusur tha. Mir Taqimir is one of the important Urdu poets. Some people say he is the best poet in Urdu language. He said, he is someone who was so handsome, so attractive, so beautiful that even the huris, you know, the women of the paradise, they envy him. That, you know, they, you know, his beauty was much more than the beauty of, you know, the, uh, 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 the women of paradise. So he said, you know, that person who was envied by the Huris of, of paradise, he used to live with us. He was among us. If we did not understand him, it was inability of our mind. We could not get him, but he was there with us. The Prophet وسلم, you know, who can be envied by the angels, he has been living with you. If you don't recognize him, you know, it is your own, your own misunderstanding, your own problem, your own senses. And then really see how much the Prophet ﷺ had done the people. Still people, you know, his love for, for the people, his mercy. All the time suffering, you know, by the Arab people, living with them, never curse them, never cursing them. They create so much problem for him. They, you know, causing all the, you know, uh, 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 problem for his, his followers. So much persecution. Never cursed him and just come to him. And said to him, oh, Prophet Muhammad, if you want, we can crush the people between two mountains. But no, he forgives them. So nice to the people. When he conquers Makkah al Mukarrama, then he said to Arab people, La No blame upon you. I forgive you as Yusuf has forgiven his own brothers. You know, such a nice person. He really harmed himself, hurted himself and his family for the sake of the people. All the time he had been so merciful for the people. In the Quran, Azizun alayhim ma'anittum, harisun alaykum. Your suffering is so, so hard upon him. When you suffer, the Prophet actually feels pain of your suffering. He is so keen that you are guided. You know, and then the Quran says, and he is so merciful with the believers. The Prophet harmed himself. You know, his, his uncle, Hamza, was killed in the battle of Uhud. And so much suffering for his daughter, Fatima, and so much suffering for all his wives. And the wives have been so, so patient. And they actually, when the conquest happened and the, so much money came to Medina, and the Prophet gave all the money to the believers and their families, and nothing for his family, then his wives complained, and then they, they said that when, when you are poor, when you did not have anything, we didn't complain, but now you have got so much to give us as well something. The Prophet became angry, and he did not visit his wife for one month, remain alone. Then the Quran was revealed to the Prophet tell your wives, if you want the money, then I can give you money and then leave me. But if you want to stay with me, then stay with me with all the hardship. 
in our country what happened when somebody becomes minister or prime minister what happens first thing is they build everything for they actually they they do all dishonesty they do all the robbery can see anywhere so much news coming now you can see recent news from south africa you know the you know the prime minister there what president whatever you know how expensive his his house is and now people have put a uh, you know uh, uh, in media you know after after that see how can all the millions of the pound have been spent on his house how people are uh, the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam he hurt himself his family and everybody for the sake of the people you know how amazing the person has that's why quran is so much praise of the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam that's very nice person uh, verse i love it you know for the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam it said aghusht aim bar sare khare bakhun dil qanoon baghbani sahra navisht aim aghusht aim we are polluted on the head of a thorn bakhun dil and all the pollution is from where coming from the bloods that coming from my heart means i have, you know bleeding from my heart and this blood has you know covered all my body and i'm lying down on the head of a thorn just in dead qanuni qanun baghbani sahra navishtahim by lying down this by falling down and bleeding from everywhere from my heart by doing this we have written down the rules how to guard the the garden this how you do garden you you look after the garden and, and until until the last moment until you are killed on the stone outside the garden but nobody can harm the garden all the life you remain protecting the garden guarding the garden no harm can come to the garden and outside the garden you are being killed nobody can harm garden without killing me i am being killed then you can go as long as i am alive i will protect very nice the person he said that we are lying down outside the garden on the head of the throne not in a palace on the head of the thorns you know there no place to live thorns and all the blood coming from my heart and by this we are writing down the rules how to guard the garden this what the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam did you know people are killing the palace but this man is killed on the throne because outside the garden there are thorns he killed there but not in the garden it's not that he is outside in the garden and the people go and attack so you know the makshari is saying about the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam no doubt it is very big insert and not right so now the quran is saying wa laqad ra'ahu bil ufuq al mubin the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam has seen him in the clear horizon wa ma huwa ala al ghayb bidhanin this actually called in arabic language tadmin meaning is the word has two two words one word is missing meaning is wa ma huwa ala al ghayb bidhanin harisin the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam is not keen to get all the things from unseen and keep himself no whatever he receives from the unseen from the quran everything he gives to the people what guidance come to him it gives to the people he never keeps any good thing to himself wa ma huwa al ghayb bidhanin he is not keen to get all the good thing from unseen and then keep himself no he is giving to the people he is making everything to know to the people and then wa ma huwa bi qawl shaytan ar rajim see the quran says innahu la qawl rasul karim quran is word of noble messenger then quran says ma huwa and the quran is not word of a outcast shaitan devil not coming from shaitan quran not coming from from curse shaitan no it is not from from there it is coming from 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 noble angel it is pure 
you know, with honesty, the message never corrupted, never anything had been added, no confusion, it is so clear message. So this actually what Quran says. After reading this really, has Quran left anything? Explained so nicely. Day of judgment has been explained so nicely. The only doubt could have come, maybe, these verses, they are from shaitan. Quran made very clear they are never coming from shaitan. They are coming from the heaven purely through the angel Jibreel al-Islam. Quran made every single thing clear. Still, if people don't want to believe. Now you see the love of Allah That I am trying to say really. These verses, though you see the anger of Allah, but between the lines, the love of Allah. He really wants people to be guided at any cost. He wants people to understand him. Why is he sending the message? Did he, did he send a message to warn the people that he just is going to, to, to be punished? No, he has sent the message to alert them. All the warnings in the Quran, they are not to enjoy the punishment. The warnings in the Quran is to alert the people for guidance. So you know this is going to happen, so you change your way and come back to the guidance. When you read in the Quran that people who kill their daughters alive, they are going to have this punishment, what they will do? Then they repent. You, if you see the message, the message is the message full of the mercy and full of the love. When people read in the Quran the punishment and all these things, they think, you know, how angry the God, Lord of Muslims is. He's not angry. He just wants to warn you before that day. Full of the love. He wants you to change yourself. He wants to be guided. He wants to be on the right path. He's full of the love of the people. That's why the Quran says, Then where are you going? Now where are you going? After all this clear message, everything is so much clear to you. Where are you going? No doubt really. Once the message becomes so clear, nobody can deny. But still people deny. Reason is, you know, for example, if the sun is there, it is such a bright reality, so powerful sun. But if somebody close their eyes, no more, no more any, any sign in the sun for them. If you don't want to see, sun cannot help you. These verses of the Quran are so clear for the guiders. And that's why the Quran says, where are you going? After these verses, you, know, you should believe. Still people don't believe. They are blind. They don't want to listen. If people don't want to listen, who can guide them? The Quran says, when I read this really, really full of the love, like a mother, you know, where, you know, which has soft heart, which sees, who sees that her son is not behaving properly. She explains every single thing, all the possible things. And then she said, Why, where are you going? What are you doing? Don't you see? Don't you think? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala full of the love. And his love actually for the people is more than the love of the mother and every single thing. And then he wants people to be guided. You know, one of the Indian poets, he's not actually Muslim, he's a Hindu. His name is Chak Bast. You know, but he says very nicely about, about God. Mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He said, Apni nigah hai karame kar saaz par Sahara chaman banega who hai mehrbaan agar. My eyes are on the generosity of my Lord. My eyes are on the generosity of my Lord. I, my eyes connecting, looking at generosity of my Lord. Sahara chaman banega who hai mehrbaan agar. If he is merciful, if he loves me, even he can make the desert as a garden, beautiful garden. If my Lord wants, if he is merciful, he wants, he loves me, he can make the desert as a beautiful garden. Apni nigah hai. Karame kar saaz par sahara chaman banega ho hai mehrbaan agar jangal ho ya pahar safar ho ki ho hazar rehta nahi ho hal se bande ke be khabar. Whether it is forest, whether it is mountain, whether it is travel journey and whether you staying at home, but he, he never remains unaware of the conditions of his cellist. All the time he takes care of them. Wherever you travel, you go anywhere, 
you live at home you are in the forest you are in the city wherever you are but your lord he never leaves you he never abandons you in every single thing he accompanies you you travel at home in forest in the desert at you know in the city wherever you are he is with you jangal ho ya pahar safar ho ki ho hazar rehta nahi wo haal se bande ke be khabar uska karam sharik agar hai to gham nahi daman dasht daman madar se kam nahi if his generosity is with me then i don't worry about anything if my lord is with me if his generosity with me if his karam is you know, his, his kindness is with me then i have no worry nothing in the world daman dasht daman madar se kam nahi you know the daman actually is like you know the tail of the cloth basically in the in, in urdu language the tail of the mother is like a, a refuge of the children to so they hold that tail of their mother cloth they make they protected because for the children you know the safest place in the world is the cloth of their mother so they come and they hold it they are now safe like when the children fight and you know something happen they run to their house and they hold their mother so this tail of the cloth of the mother that is safest place so that why you know the sport is saying daman dasht daman madar se kam nahi if my lord's kindness and generosity with me is then even the tail of the desert is no more not less than the tail of the cloth of the mother even the desert you know such thing really for everybody to be with the mother that's so nice so safe he said even if i'm in the desert if my lord is generous with me that desert is not less than being with the mother never less than that see this is how your lord actually is not angry with you he really wants to guide you he wants to make purify you he wants to make clean you he wants to warn you to alert you he wants to make pure so really these are uh, amazing verses you know in, 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 he's not a muslim but you can see allah subhanahu wa ta'ala can guide anybody so say this thing apni nigah hai karam e kar saaz par sahara chaman banega ho hai meharban agar jangal ho ya pahad safar ho ki ho hazar rehta nahi wo haal se bande ke be khabar uska karam sharik agar hai to gham nahi daman dasht daman madar se kam nahi to se faina tahbun where are you going in huwa illa dhikrul lil alamin it is not just just a reminder to the people quran is saying that why are you going this book has not come to make life difficult for you it has not come to make any punishment for you this book is a reminder it is already in you you know these things it is already deep in your nature nothing new in this book it is just a reminder book does not bring anything new you know how is how allah to have a king that people learn this book nothing new it is just a reminder dhikrul alamin reminder all the people but quran said liman shaa minkum an yastaqim but this reminder only can be used for those people who among you will to be on the right path those who want to walk on the right path it is for them if somebody wants to close their eye you can't see if the sun is there but you close your eyes you can't see allah has sent the book to remind you to make you to walk on the on the path but if you don't want to be on the right path nobody can guide you the quran says that you know this is the thing that you know you can't, it can't help you unless you want to be on the right path and then quran ma tashauna illa an yasha allah rabbul alamin and you don't will unless allah the lord of all the people will you know your will is also under the will of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala you know you know it you know if you are not guided he doesn't need you it is not that you know he wants to be guided and you can oppose him it means he does not want you think really how how frightened this person is really 
It is meaning is that if you don't want to come to him, he also does not want you. He does not need you. If he guides you, you know, it means he loves you. But if you are not guided, it is your problem. And don't think you are going to harm him. He, he also does not want you. You know, you are so far. If you don't want to be guided, it is your problem, the Quran, you know, so clearly. So now, you see, this actually message has come before in the Quran. So now, you see, this surah, how, how nice it is really. Quran is mentioning very clearly about the day which is soon going to come. I think it's very soon going to come. Nobody in the world teaches this. Go to any university, any college, any professor, any thinker, any philosopher, to go to Aristotle, go to his students, go to Ibn Sina, go to Ibn Farabi, go to anybody, nobody knows this thing. Nobody has any idea what is going to happen after death. Nobody knows this thing. Only Allah knows. And then he made it so clear. He warns people. And he wants the people to be guided before that day happen. Then I am going to read, you know, before ending the surah, inshallah, I am going to move to the next one, few poetic verses. And those poetic verses are very important because, you know, it is from Iqbal. He wants to say that he is not the human being don't have knowledge. It's not that they don't make effort. But the problem actually is they just want to remain tied with the things which can see, things which belong to their senses. They don't want to move beyond that, like animals. Animals only can see things which are connected with the, with the senses. He wants the people to move beyond that. Allah SWT wants to tell you realities which are beyond your, your perception. But you, know, you can understand them, think about them. So he's saying, Ishq na paido. خیرد می گزدش صورت مار عقل کو تابع فرمانے نظر کر نہ سکا ہی سیز یو ڈونٹ ہیو ہارٹ یو ڈونٹ ہیو لو آف اللہ ان یور ہارٹ اینڈ یور مائنڈ از بائٹنگ یو لائک دا سنیک آل دا ٹائم ایوری ٹائم یو سی آئی فالو مائی مائنڈ مائی ریزننگ یور ریزننگ بیسکور کمنگ یور ریزننگ از آف انفلوئنس بائی واٹ یو سی آل دا پیپل فلاسفرس یو کین ارسٹوٹل آل دا انٹل ناؤ آل دا فلاسفر آف دا سائنٹسٹ They trust in their reasoning, in their mind. Reasoning which is influenced by the surrounding. They never have got a proper heart. He said that your love, you don't have love, you don't have the heart. And your heart is bitten by the mind like a snake. You couldn't actually make your mind to be ruled by your, by your insight. God has given insight. You should make insight to rule the mind. The mind itself is not ruler. Mind is ruled by something. But this scientist, philosopher, their mind is ruled by desires. So he said, you could have make effort to make the mind to be ruled by your insight. Dhoodne wala sitaron ki guzargahon ka apne afkar ki dunia mein safar na kar saka. You have been traveling all over the world and looking in the journeys of the stars and moons and how the star and how the moon, all the scientists and all the astronomy, you have been looking all that. But you never made a journey into your own mind, into your inside. You have been traveling and making journey to the stars and the moon and conquering the world. But you never made effort to understand yourself, to go deep in your, your, yourself. You never made effort. You all the time have been following your philosophy and complicated philosophy all the time. Still you didn't know what is harmful to you and what is beneficial to you. All the time discussing every single thing in the world and all the time in this philosophy, that philosophy, and you can see every single philosopher differs from the other. 
all the time argument, arguing, debating, discussing, but never actually thought, never understood properly what is harmful to you, what is beneficial to you. The harm and benefit, harm, profit never, never have been understood by you properly. Jisne suraj ki shuaon ko griftar kiya, zindagi ki shabay tariq sahar na kar saka. You even travel, you even made effort to arrest the light, light of the sun. How can you make under your control? Making effort to arrest, to make light, lights of the sun under your control. But you never made effort to bring a morning to the darkness of your life. You never made effort to bring light to, to your, your own darkness. You're running out everywhere, but not looking at yourself. That actually is the thing. Is. Or you look actually at every single effort that human beings are doing, whether philosophers, learned people, thinkers, anybody, all the effort is outside the human being. Nothing is actually inside the human being. Human being has become the worthless, basically. We, have, we never think that we have to make some effort for ourselves. People spend so much time and money and knowledge for the buildings. People make so much effort to, you know, for traveling, for aeroplane, every single thing. Every single thing actually needs our effort. But ourselves, we, what we are, what is going to benefit us, what is going to harm us, who we are, from where we are coming, what our inside is, what we are actually, we don't pay any attention. We never think about that. So that's what he's complaining. Sisna Suraj ki shuaon ko griftar kiya, zindagi ki shabay tariq, sahar na kar saka. Sahar kar na saka. The one who went to arrest even the arrays and the lights of the sun, he could not find a morning, a dawn for the darkness of his own night. Never thought about that. So this is the thing. The reason when people don't look at these things, Reason is because people don't pay, give any attention to their own value. Every single thing, every single thing has a, a, a reason for us. You can see the people who make the research, all the research is on something else. They're never thinking about themselves. We never think really what we are, who we are, what we need, how we understand, how we think, where we have come from, where we're going. Just think really. We live in this world as we have been here forever. We ever forgot actually that have been, you know, some time ago, we did not exist here. And we also forget that time will come when we are not there. And so much worry about this time, this life. We never think who, what is happening, where we are coming from, where we are going. You know, one should make effort really. That, that main question should be in the mind of everybody. We think about a single thing, every, every single thing. But we don't think about ourselves, where we come from, where we go. So this that why the Quran actually made this real concern. Because people don't think. To Quran, not everybody like Ibrahim. Quran wants to remind the people. If you don't think, at least after the reminder, they start thinking. So these verses only can make sense when people want to open their eyes, thinking properly, understand properly, and know what is harmful for them and what is beneficial to them. So now, inshallah, I'm going to start the new surah. But if you have any question before that, please ask.
Sir, what can you say again? You know, the simple thing basically the Quran wants to say, yeah, Quran wants to make very clear that people only can be guided if they want to be guided. If they really give importance to the guidance, they want, think really, they want to understand the thing properly. If people don't want to pay, if people want to be heedless, heedless, they are not thinking, nothing can remind them. So Quran has made this thing so many times that people who are in ghafla, those who are heedless, nothing can guide them, making very clear. Then Quran is saying very clearly, that you know it is don't think really that you know by being heedless not turning to Allah is going to harm him he, he also doesn't want you if people are like that he doesn't want them but the Quran by the way is saying you don't will except if Allah the Lord of the people will wills because without his will nothing can happen the Quran always keep trying to make very clear that every single will in the world is controlled by the will of Allah He is the one who does. It's not that there are two doers in this world. But your will, He will guide you for your will when you make effort. So ultimately, every single will, every single move, every single action in this world is actually moved by Him. He is the doer. But other things for guidance, He has made the rule. If you make effort, think He will guide you. If you don't make effort, He does not need you, He never can guide you. So this actually a little bit complicated in, in, you know, in, in, in the Quran because it, it, it is simple thing is because I explained this you know, so clearly in, in Surah Muddath, I don't want, didn't want to repeat because it has come there before. Simple thing in this matter is that people are responsible for their action and God has given them all the faculties to think, to understand and to follow, to act, to do research, to understand things properly. He has given them properly all those things. But at the same time, people's understanding, thinking, and their own birth, their own death, all the conditions they where they live, they are also controlled by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So like for example, we, we did not choose our parent, our father and mother. We did not choose the language. We did not choose so many things. He has chosen for us. So he wants to say that ultimately, everything under his control. So he is the real doer, but at the same time, people are also responsible for their actions. How these two things go together, it is a secret which we cannot understand properly. But they are there. Both things are there. People are responsible and at the same time, he wills. But actually, it does not make a difference anyway. Even if actually you know whether we have free will or we don't have free will, if you know the answer, it is not going to make any difference. You can see really, in all those matters where actually people are so concerned, like earning money, nobody cares whether they have got free will or not. Everybody making effort to earn money. So in this thing, why people are so much concerned? If the people just want to debate and discuss Quran, you know, the thing, simple thing really is, even if you know the answer properly, that you have free will or you don't have free will, does it really make a difference? It does not make any difference. Still, you have to do the same thing. So that's why, for other reasons, God has kept it secret. No messenger, no prophet knows how these two work together. That people have, are responsible, but at the same time, they are controlled by their creator. So both are, we believe in both of them. But we never can decide how it works together. Is it clear? Yeah. Um, and elsewhere, when Jibreel is trying to refer to this, he's 
Yeah, somebody has said about this very weak opinion. The thing actually, Quran mentions that if I give it some more than one title, to one is Ruh, because you know it is his Ruh, and his Ruh al Qudus sometimes happen, and in sometimes other titles for, for him, like in like the Quran mentioned in Surah Al Najm, but uh, he's also messenger. So that's why Quran, because he's a messenger, he brings the message from the heaven, from Allah to the Prophet Muhammad So in that way, he's a messenger. And Quran has mentioned the name messenger, messenger for the unjust will. That we have made these unjust as the messengers. Rusul, and they're messengers, they bring the message to the people. So they, they are Rusul. So here in this verse, you can see clearly that how it's coming, that you know, it is word of noble messenger, the Quwwatin, strong, you know, and the Shemakin. You know, you know, with the high, high position with the, the owner of the throne, and then Mutain, you know, Obed and Amin, trustworthy. So all these things they can't be together for, for the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Because for the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, what means Mutain? Is Obed? Who obeys him? You know, how can and how and what it makes difference? And the problem here was that people are saying that you know these words are coming from Shaitan. The Quran wants to compare. Then he says, "Wa ma huwa biqawle Shaitan." It is not the word of Shaitan. It is the word of angel, not the word of Shaitan. To come to the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. The Rasul has been used in the Quran for, uh, for angels as well. Hmm. I think the two words are used as the Ashma'ah again, which refers to someone Kareem and Amin. Both of those words are used in the description. Because messenger, to his noble messenger, and he's also trustworthy, so for him as close. But that only does not decide the whole meaning. See the context. Because the quwwat in Ainda Dil Arshi Makin. These things never happened for the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And the same thing happened in Surah Al-Najm as well. That Allam Allamahu Shadid Al-Quwa Dhu Mirratin Fastava The same thing. And then the Quran says وَلَقَدْ رَآهُ بِالْأُفُقْ الْمُبِينَ The Prophet has seen him in the clear horizon. And same happened in Surah Al-Najm. He's seen him, seen whom? If the angel Jibreel is not mentioned, who can be? So, you know, you know there's no harm in that. The Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, actually, if you look at the context, there's no reason to unnecessarily put the praise for the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. You know, the Prophet is praiseworthy anyway. Here the Quran wants to make one point clear. The Arabs are saying the source of revelation is not Jibreel. It is a shaitan. The Quran wants to make very clear. It never can be. That's what the Quran wants to say. So if I say on that. But otherwise, the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam being noble, he is being trustworthy. There's no doubt about that. And the Quran is very clear. If he, you know, he also must be trustworthy. If the message comes from Jibreel, but the messenger receiver is not trustworthy, he can corrupt. So he must be trustworthy anyway. You know, that actually story, is the rubbish story anyway, there are so many problems in that. Simple thing which Quran has been mentioning a few times is that shaitan used to make effort to go higher, to receive the news from the heaven. They pick few words from here and there from the angels, and they add something more, and they come to their, you know, the human being, and tell that you know, this is the news. 
So something true and 90 percent, maybe more than that, it is all false anyway. So some truth there can be. This has to you to happen. So when uh, Quran was revealed to the Prophet, they could not have any word like that. The only possible thing they were thinking is it could be also from those types of the news coming for through those soothsayers from their shaitans who go and pick the news from the stars. They sit there somewhere, so they're sitting there and picking the news. So the Quran trying no nothing like that. There were Quran trying. But you know, this story in Surah Al-Najma and then Surah Al-Hajj, when the people say that the Prophet received the revelation and then you know Shaitan put in his mouth something and he said those words. You know, that that goes against the whole thing. Because if shaitan can be succeeding to put some words in the mouth of the Prophet then we never can trust any of this thing. And those things have come in very, very weak things fabricated. The same hadith in Sahih Bukhari and all the authentic books is very clear. The Prophet never, never said or do the words. Maybe even inshallah I teach that surah, I can explain it. But you know, this whole thing, satanic verses and all those things, they are just basically you know, based, based on nothing really. There nothing exists in Islam, something like that. There's nothing like that. No story. Yeah? Sir, what? Can you say again? Could it be that people were saying the same sort of accusation that happened to the Prophet to the Prophet? This ayah is revealed to receive, but I'm not sure of order. But was this revealed after that or before those ayahs? After Surah Al-Najm? Yeah. Oh, I don't know really exactly when it was revealed. But it, all these are mostly in the early period of Makkah al-Mukarramah. But we exactly don't know till which one was revealed. Maybe Surah Al-Najm has been revealed before this. It could be, but uh, no, I, I'm not sure. Don't know that. We hope you enjoyed today's lecture and pray that it will be beneficial to you. Remember to tune in for the next one. For more insightful content in full HD quality on tafsir and other Islamic sciences such as hadith, fiqh, Arabic prose, grammar and morphology, as well as Islamic history, female scholarship and much, much more, subscribe to our unique streaming platform on www.deepdeen.tv. That's D-E-E-P-D-E-E-N.tv. Don't forget to visit www.cambridgeislamiccollege.org and show your support. Please click on the donate button and give whatever you can. Our institution is dependent on the generosity of donors like yourselves.